But this morning, we're going to continue our series, That's What He Said. And we're going to go to the book of Matthew chapter 6. And how many of us know that the words of Jesus are life-guiding? They guide us in, our, in what to do with, with our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with, with man, their life-guiding. Not only their life-guiding, but their life-guarding. How many of us know they protect us from the devil? They protect us from the strategies and the works of the enemy. And we know the enemy is always wanting to do something against us. But the words of Jesus, they protect against those things. So that's why you and I, we go to the words of Jesus and we say, you know, God, show me, teach me, guide me. And not only are they all those, but they're also life guiding. They're life guiding, life guarding. We got all these great things going with the words of Jesus Christ, okay. So thinking about the words of Jesus... How many of you said, uh, uh, we look to the experts when you and I just need to go to Jesus? Because Jesus is the expert. He's the greatest preacher of all times. And this was the greatest sermon ever to be preached. So I want you to imagine today we're on this Galilean hilltop and the beautiful Sea of Galilee is just pristine and there's fishes there. And then Jesus is on top of the hill, and he's right there bringing the word of God. He's bringing this message. And so I want you to imagine, you know, next year we're going to be in Israel, the Lord willing. We're going to be here at the, we're going to go to this hilltop. I can't wait to go there to that hilltop, right? And uh, for you that don't go, we'll take a picture and we'll send it to you. We'll say we're here at the, at the uh, hilltop of Galilee. Sorry you couldn't be here with us, but this is a picture. And the Bible says this in verse 5, and Jesus says these words to us. He says, and when you pray, he says, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, it says, go into your room and close the door and pray to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret. Everyone say in secret. He will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive those our debtors, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Why don't we go ahead and pray today, Lord, we thank you for your grace and your goodness. And Father, we pray right now that I would decrease, Lord, and that you would increase, that your name would be honored, that your name would be glorified. Lord, help us to walk into all that you've called us to do, Lord, in our prayer life. I pray right now, Lord, that our prayer lives would be revolutionized, God that they'll never be the same as we look at your words. I pray right now, Lord God, that you would speak to hearts and to minds. Lord, I pray we break off walls and strategies, Lord God, of laziness or unbelief, Lord, or even, Lord, just not believing, God, in prayer. Lord, help us, Lord, to be prayer warriors, God, to be close to you, Lord, to be spending that time with you, Lord God, as you've called us to spend that time with you. I pray that our church would be a house of prayer, 
that we would be a house of prayer, that anyone who comes into this place that needs prayer will get prayer, that they'll get healing, that they'll get strength, that they'll get encouragement, Lord, that they'll go home, Lord, going to their secret prayer closet and praying as well. Lord, and we'll be sure to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise, and all of God's people said amen. amen. So I'm going to, Danny, can I have that bag, please? So this morning, how many today you're like, you know what, I don't need no help in my prayer life. My prayer life is good. I'm just... I just had a talk with, you know, I talked with Moses and Elijah this morning. And you're like, I, I can just go outside, Pastor, because my prayer life, I pray for 10 hours a day. And um, you are filled up with the Lord, right? You're filled up. I, I want you to imagine your prayer life as being filled up. Can you guys see that? Those who are watching online, can you please let us know if you see that maybe your prayer life is so alive and you're just very vibrant and you're seeing God just do tremendous things inside of your life. And that is so awesome, right? to be filled up in prayer, right, to be filled up. And we are vessels. I believe that we are vessels, and we want to be filled up with the Lord. We want to be close to Jesus. And then there's some of us today that right now, the only thing you pray for is you only pray for your food, right? Oh, thank you so much. And so you're kind of empty, right? You're just dripping. Not, but you're not dripping with favor. You're dripping with drops. <laughs> you're like, you're just like, you don't even pray. You're like, you, 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 don't, you don't know how to pray or you think you don't know how to pray. Or another thing is uh, you, maybe you just don't see no prayers answered. So you're like, I don't even really pray. And you just come to church out of m mechanicalism and you're an empty vessel. You're an empty vessel and there's no life to your prayer. And as we look at the words of Jesus, one of the things that we notice is Jesus doesn't want us like this. He doesn't want us to have an empty prayer life. Because if you and I are not praying, we are straying. See, prayer is like water. And what I mean by that is that you and I, we need water to live. If you and I go three days without water, for most of us, we're going to die. But sadly, there's many of us that we go time and time without, without prayer in our day. We, we, we just think that we can just not, we, can, we just wing it and we can just... We can just overcome temptation and God's just going to help us. But it's very important that you and I, we have a secret prayer life. A secret prayer life where we spend that time with the Lord and you and I are not empty like this. I want you to think about that. Can you imagine being like this? It's just like there's just, we're just dead, right? We're just dead. And let me say this. The devil wants us like this. The devil wants us distracted from our prayer life. He does not want us praying he does not want us seeking the Lord. He wants you and I to be a just dead, dry Christian. And today, I am prophesying that God is going to fill us up with the desire to pray. That God is going to fill our cup, if you would. Fill our cup until we runneth over with his goodness and his strength inside of our life. And, you know, today, I want you to imagine this, that you're just filled up with God and, you know, you're, you're just filled up with the Lord and the Lord is just working and moving inside of your life. And all of a sudden, if you have that prayer life that's going and, and you're not empty no more, as you go out through your day, you're going to be like this. You're just going to be filled up. The devil's going to come, throw some temptation your way, and you're going to be like, I'm good. Amen. Right? You're like, I have Jesus. I don't need that. I don't need to watch Netflix for five hours. I'm good. I have Jesus. 
I have the well of living water. I have the living water flowing inside of me. Oh, the enemy telling me to watch the, the, the uh, you know, this and watch that. And not that I'm saying that's, the TV's wrong, but not praying is wrong. Not praying is very wrong because what it will do is it will hinder us from you and I getting into that place that God wants us to be inside of our life. Now, the Greek word for prayer is a very interesting word. It's a word that means to come close to. It means to come close to, to, to get close to someone, to get close to them. But not only to get close to them, but to come to them with your desire. To come to them with your desire. So this word in our text that Jesus used, it's found 127 times in the New Testament. And what it means is to come close to, to come to the Lord with our desire. Now, at this time in, in uh, Jerusalem where Jesus was at, people, they would make a show of prayer. And what they would do is they would go out to uh, the street, they would get their tallits, they would get their, they would get their uh, uh, prayer shawls, they begin to pray in the corner. And what they would do is they would be praying for hours and hours and hours. And then people would just be watching them, seeing them. And then they would be walking home. And how many of you ever had a spiritual high? And I'm not going to lie. You've had a spiritual high and you put it on blast. Come on. I know I've done that. So you're having a conversation. Oh, yeah. I was in prayer, deep prayer session with the Lord. And five hours, five hours, five hours. There and then I started to float, and, and 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 you know, and all of a sudden that secret time with the Lord. Some of you are laughing right now. Hello, someone. I've been there, right? Where you, we had that intimate encounter with God, but there's some intimate encounters that are supposed to be secrets. And we see that in Jesus' words. So what the Jewish Pharisees and the Sadducees would do, they would make shows of their prayer. They would be praying for hours upon hours upon hours. So all of a sudden the people, they had this, this, this idea that these people are very, very spiritual. Man, they're very, very spiritual. And what Jesus said is he said, we need to change this up. He says, and when you pray, he says, go into your room. And close the door and pray to your father who is in secret. So all of a sudden we get this new application of how to pray. And we see throughout scripture corporate prayer, the book of Acts chapter 12 and verse 12. We see it all throughout. Uh, all throughout. And that's not what Jesus is talking about because corporate prayer is needed. He even said my house would be called a house of prayer. Of course, we do pray for each other. We do pray in front of each other. But that's not what he was saying. He's saying about making a show of prayer. Making a show of prayer. And he says, so those, don't make a show of prayer. Go into secret and your father who sees what's in secret will reward you openly. How many want the rewards of God in your prayer life? You want to see God bring transformation and change. You want to see breakthrough inside of your marriage. You want to see breakthrough inside of this church. You want to see breakthrough inside of your job. You want to see breakthrough in the city of Whittier in Los Angeles County. You want to see God bring revival all throughout Southern California. It's going to come through secret prayer. It's not going to be something that any of us see. It's going to be unseen only seen by the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. So we see one very important point, and I want you to get this today, very important. God is looking at your prayer life. 
God is looking at my prayer life. He's looking at my prayer life. He's seeing my prayer life. He's seeing my secret time with him. He's seeing my prayer closet. Do any of us still have a prayer closet? A prayer closet where you and I can go into a room. We have pictures of people. We have names of people. We have needs of people that you and I bring before the Lord. We have our anointing oil. Man, some of us have that anointing oil going, right? Are we still full of the Holy Ghost? We need that anointing oil. You got your prayer blanket right there. You got your prayer cloth right there. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. And you're praying, and you're praying, and you're staying, and you turn that phone off and get that phone out of your room. You disconnect to reconnect with God. There's a disconnection to bring a reconnection between us and the creator of the universe, the Lord of lords and the king of kings. See, how many of us know we have an audience with God? Today we can go into our secret place and how many of us today, if we knew the most influential, the most richest, the most wisest person, and you had access to them, would you talk to them once a year? I would be talking to them every single day. I'd be like, I need some money. I need some help. I need some wisdom. I need some encouragement. I need some strength. And you and I have access to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace, the widest, wisest one, the author and finisher of our faith, the, the bright and morning star, the wonderful counselor. We have access to God. For those that are watching online, you have access to God right there in your home. You can enter into the presence of God, go into that room, turn off your phone, close the door, say, devil, I'm not leaving this place until I get full of Jesus. See, the problem, this is not even in my notes, we're connected to the wrong thing. And so if you and I are not connected to the vine, you and I are going to be struggling. We're going to be like, ah. Oh. But we have to get back to that secret place. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to get to that secret place. We got to get back to that secret place. Get back to that secret place with the Lord. Verse 10, the Bible says this to you and I. Jesus says these words. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This request where Jesus says that we say, Lord, thy and not my. See, sometimes we can go to the Lord and we're just about me. Lord, this is what I need right now, God. God, I need this. Lord, you better give me this. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need this. And I understand that. But the Lord, you know what? He's not an ATM machine where we go to and just ask him and ask him and ask him and ask him. How many of us today, if our kids just came and say, hey, Dad, I need a new shirt. Hey, Dad, I need it. Hey, Dad, I need it. Hey, Dad. And they never say, thank you. But what if our kids came to us one day and they just said, Dad, I just want to thank you. For all the things that you've done for me, Mom, just thank you. Thank you, Mom. I know I don't have the, the, that, that I want, that I want, but thank you for what I do have. Thank you for what I do have. You know what? That would, I would be like, oh, God. 
Oh, God, what do you want, though? What can I get you? What can I get you that can, you know, that fits my bank account? <laughs> and, you know, it, recently I got a thank you card from one of, my, one of my kids. And when I opened it up, I was reading. I was like, oh, my gosh. She told me. Oh, she told me. <laughs> she said, thank you, Dad. She said, thank you, Dad, for loving me. I know I'm a brat sometimes. And I just, how many have ever been a brat? <laughs> You've ever been a brat, but he still, he still blessed your life? He still blesses us? He's still, he's, still, he's still faithful to us? He's still right there by our side? He's still right there seeing us through? He's still right there loving us? The Bible says the mercies of the Lord are new every single morning. Every single morning. You know, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We might have a rough night. We might say, I want to give up. I'm going to throw in the towel. Just go to sleep and wake up. And you got joy again because his mercies are new every single morning. For those that are watching online, his mercies are new every single morning. That's the God that we serve. We can come to him and say, Lord, I need your strength again. I need your help again. I need your peace again. But we have to say, God, thanks. Your will, not my will. The Bible says that you say, hallowed be your name. That means to say, Lord, your name is the name above all names. Your name, God, is beyond. Lord, I worship you. We come to the Lord with thanksgiving. We come to the Lord with worship. We come to the Lord with adoration before we go to the Lord with supplication and intercession. We have to start off with adoration. Lord, I, I adore you. And that's why the Bible says, let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Turn to your neighbor and say, the keys are, and you're going to sound like really smart right now, thanksgiving. That's it. It's, it's very, you know, it's very profound at the same time, very, very, very simple. That we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. As you and I enter in his gates, we say, God, thank you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I give you all the honor. I give you all the glory. I give you all, I give you all the adoration. And then we enter into supplication, which is praying for our needs. Lord, I, I, I bring my supplications before you, God. What are your needs today? You can bring them before the Lord. Say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. This is something that I'm facing at my job. And then you go to intercession. And that's when you're praying for someone else. You're praying for your son. You're praying for your daughter. You're praying for your, your unsaved coworker. You're praying for this thing and for, for that thing. And so Jesus says, you know what? First, enter into with hallowed be your name. See, this was the pattern that Jesus gave to you and I to pray. One of his disciples came up to him and said, Jesus, uh, you know, John taught his disciples to pray. You know, he said, you know, Jesus, over there at John the Baptist's church, they have a great discipleship program on prayer. Why don't we have one here, Jesus? And Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. And so all of a sudden, Jesus gave us the blueprint. So if you don't know how to pray, let's start. This is how we pray. We just come before him and say, Lord, thanks. Thank you for the breath that's in my lungs. Thank you for whatever comes to your mind. Just begin to thank him for your, your job. Begin to thank him for what, you, what you're going through in your life. Begin to thank him. So you come before the Lord and you just begin to praise him. Begin to worship him. Do, do we have a reason to be thankful today? I believe I have a thousand reasons upon thousands to just come before him and say, hey, thank you, Lord. And then the Bible says, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth is, is, it, it is in heaven. 
as it is in heaven. So now we say, Lord, the, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in the remnant church of Whittier. Lord, let your will be done in the church down the street. Lord, let your will be done in my cousin Paco who needs this. Lord, let your will be done in my marriage. Let your will be done in my spouse. Hello, somebody. All of us right now are saying, man, Pastor Danny and Sister Sabrina must have been arguing on the way over here. No, we were not. <laughs> but we do get into arguments like everyone else, right? But I love my wife. I love my wife. She's so awesome. She made me, if you didn't know, it was my birthday yesterday. I turned 21 years old. I'm so blessed. Um, she made me my favorite meal ever. And I was just like, oh. I looked, at, I, looked, I, I looked at her and I said, I think I'm in heaven right now. I think I made it on earth as it is in heaven. I made it. The kingdom is here. <laughs> and I was just like so blessed, right? But I love my wife. But it's tied into my prayer life. And it's tied into her prayer life. See, they did research on couples and they found couples that split up. One of the things they noticed about them is they don't pray together. And they did more research on couples who pray together before they go to sleep and when they wake up. And they found that 99.9% .9 of them, they stay together. Yeah. By praying. Praying is access to God that brings power in our life. And I don't care how far someone may be or how bad it may look. Your prayers affect their life in a very good way, in a very good way, a very good way. And let me show you why I know that. It's because of what he said. It's not what I said, because of what he said. Jesus said this about prayer. He said one thing, how many of us know that we want to see God bring great growth into our church, into our lives? How many could use more ministry workers in your ministry? How many see the church down the street that could use more ministry workers? They need more help. How many of us know we do want, we want to see more missionaries go out, right? More pastors, more teachers. We want to see God do tremendous things. Jesus said this. In book of Luke chapter, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. He said, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. It's our job to pray for God to bring in labors into this church. It's our job to pray for God to bring in labors into the kingdom. That we pray, Lord, bring in, Lord, people, Lord God, who are going to be labors into your kingdom, Lord. Bring in labors into your kingdom. Another thing that we are to pray and this is very important. We are to pray and not quit. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't quit on that prayer. Oh, man, I feel like some of us needed to hear that today. I feel like some of us needed to hear that today right now. You feel like quitting on that prayer. Some of you have quit on that prayer, but it's still lingering there. I say continue to pray for it. Not, not what I said. Look what he said. Jesus said these words. Um, to you and I about not quitting in the book of Luke, chapter 18, verse 1. It says, then Jesus told his disciples a story, a parable, to show them that they should always pray. Everyone say, always pray. We should always pray and not give up. And not give up. 
So you and I, we're to always pray and we're to not give up. That's what Jesus said to us. We got to pray. We got to pray. And then when we don't feel like praying, we got to pray some more. And we can't quit when you and I want to quit. How many of us felt like quitting before on our prayer life? Have you ever been there? Hello? You felt like quitting on something you've been praying for? You know, I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what your lawyer says. I don't care what the experts say. I don't care what anybody says. If Jesus said something to you and he has given you a promise and he has given you something in that prayer closet, don't let go of that promise in that prayer closet. Don't let go of that promise. If you got a promise in the prayer closet, don't let no devil, demon snatch that promise from you that God has given you in that prayer closet. I'm preaching to someone that the devil's been trying to steal that promise from you that God gave you in the prayer closet. Maybe today there's been opposition. Maybe there's been negative words that have came against that. Maybe you've stopped believing. But let me say this. If God has given you a promise, don't let go of that promise because the promises of God will come to pass as we continue to pray and believe and say, Lord, I'm going to pray this thing through. You ever see your wife in labor? And she's pushing that baby, and the baby's, you're like, and you're like at the side, and you're like, oh my gosh. Oh! And you're like, I thank God I'm a man. <laughs> I've seen four kids. My wife, I'm like, oh God, I'm thankful that I'm part of manhood, God. <laughs> oh, Eve, you're so bad. And I'm just like, and she's pushing, and she's pushing, and then all of a sudden the baby comes. And that's how prayer is. You got to keep on pushing, and then you got to keep on pushing. Lord, I know my unsaved son's going to get saved. I'm going to keep on pushing this through. <laughs> that's why the Bible talks about travailing in prayer. Travailing like all your might, all your, you are pushing with all you got. Fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous person availeth much. You got to be pushing in prayer. You're pushing it through. Lord, I know you're going to give me what you promised me, God. I'm going to wrestle you like Jacob all night long till I get my blessing. I ain't going to let go, Lord. I ain't going to quit till I get what you promised me, Lord. See, God loves that. I don't know why, but he does. And another thing to pray today, church, is pray that we won't fall into temptation. Jesus said to pray that. In verse 13 of our text, he says, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. See, God wants us to pray these things. He wants us to pray for labors. He wants us to pray and not quit. He wants us to pray that we won't fall into temptation. He wants us to pray for our enemies. He wants us to pray for all kinds of things. And today, will we allow the Lord to fill us up? Today, are we like this? Are we just like, oh, I've given up. I'm just drops of prayers, just praying for my food. Just empty. There's a drop. It's just empty. Today, we could go to God and get filled up by him. We can be overflowing with him in that secret place. There's this reward that's going to come over your life 
There's this joy that's going to be upon you, a peace upon you that flows through that prayer life. As the worship team makes their way up here today, in 19, sorry, in 1799, there was a young man named Connor Reed who was fishing in North Carolina on his dad's property. He's out there fishing. And as he was fishing, he was looking at the stream on his dad's property. And what happened was he noticed this thing that was, it was, glitter, it was glistering right there. He went and he picked it up. Mm, it's pretty nice. He said, all right, I'm going to take it home. He went to his dad, John Reed. Dad, I was fishing, uh, you know, over there at the stream. And look what I found. This Rock, it's shiny rock. He's like, here, Dad. His dad looked at it and said, oh, yeah, this is really nice. Use it as a doorstop. And so he said, okay, Dad. So what they did was they got that big rock and they used it as a doorstop. For three years, they used it as, as a doorstop. For three years, they had it as a doorstop there at their door. And they had it there. So one day, a jeweler from the, in town was walking through, and he noticed it, and he said, um, can I look at that, your doorstop? Can I check it out? He said, sure. And he looked at it, he examined it, and he goes, this is gold. This is, this is a 17-pound piece of gold. 17-pound piece of gold. And right there at that moment, the Reeds' life changed. They were living on a gold mine. They were living on a gold mine. And that piece, that 17-pound piece doorstop is actually worth over $500,000 today. 500, that's a lot of money. How many can use that money right now? Right? Some of you are like, oh, amen, I can. Well, pray. Um, so they, they, they had that, they found, they had a doorstop, but then they found out it was a piece of gold. See, what I, what I think... Well, as I was writing this sermon, I felt like the Lord was telling me, some of us don't know how valuable our prayer life is. We just treat it as a, as a doorstop. We just treat it as, oh, it just, it just does this, it just, it just does that. But we don't know that it's gold to God. See, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15 that he delights in our prayer life. It's a treasure to God. Our prayer life is a treasure to God. That means that when we come to the Lord and we're praying and, and we're worshiping Him and, and we're bringing our requests before the Lord, that He's actually seeing a treasure, a treasure. That's a treasure to God. And not only is it a treasure to God, but He says that I will bring rewards in your life. So it's a treasure to God, but not only a treasure to God, it's a treasure to our life. Our prayer life is the most valuable thing that we have in all of our life. It's more valuable than our bank account. It's more valuable than your 401k. It's more valuable than your retirement. It's more valuable than your inheritance that you have, that house that you have. It's more valuable than everything that you have. As a church, prayer is the lifeline that flows a church. It's the foundation of gold that keeps churches going and operating and going forward. 
today, I want to say, do you know that? Do I know that? Do you know how valuable your prayer life is today? Do you know how valuable that you actually have, I have access to God? where I can talk to the creator of all mankind. I can bring my, my needs, I can bring my wants, I can bring my worries, I can bring everything at his feet. And he's able to give me strength and joy and peace and wisdom and, and guidance and provision and vision and all kinds of great things. That's the God that we serve. But today, will we treasure what he treasures? And will we honor what he honors? I believe today that our prayer lives are gonna be transformed. We're gonna go to the business room. I want you to imagine the business room, the meeting room with God. Where is it? Is it here in this church? Well, you know, we do have corporate prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But I believe it's at your home. I believe it's in a closet somewhere. It might be in your office. It might be on the, it, I don't know, maybe in the beach. And, and as you're walking down the beach, as you're praying before the Lord and bringing your request before the God, I know that God, He's gonna do something new in all of our prayer lives. My prayer life too, right? I, I want more of God. I want more of him. How many of us are ready for something new? We want him more, we want him more. We're like, God, I ain't gonna let the devil steal that promise you gave me, God. Man, that made my voice go to a different level right now. I sound like a little 14 year old. I, I ain't gonna let the devil steal that promise you gave me, God. Don't let him steal it. If he's giving it to us in the prayer closet, it's gonna come to pass in the world. If he's given us to us in the prayer closet, it's gonna come to pass in the world. Let's all stand here today. Let's give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord glory. Thanking you, Lord. Praising you, Lord.